0: Yeah! Welcome back to Out on the Paddock. This is Episode Seven, Part B. My name is Rob Marshall. This is a podcast brought to you by the WA Country Cricket Board, and you don't want to miss this one. This is an amazing interview with Richard Savage, an absolute icon of WA Country Cricket past. We've got a story to tell in this one. This one's going to thrill you. So sit back and enjoy. If you didn't listen to Part A of Episode 7, we'd encourage you to go and do that as well. But enjoy Part B, Episode 7 of Out on the Paddock. It's great to have you back again on Out on the Paddock. My name's Rob Marshall. This is Episode 7, Part B. I threw a line out in the last episode. If you've listened into episode six, part B, with Glenn Deering, I uh, threw a line out that uh, we were chasing a big fish and I reckon we've caught him. Richard Savage, welcome to Out on the Paddock. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me. Mate, it's absolutely a pleasure to have you uh, joining us on, on uh, this particular episode. For those who didn't tune into episode six, part B, I'd recommend you go and have a listen to. Uh, the story of Glenn Deering and included in that we uh, we unpacked an amazing game that happened back in 2005 uh, that we're certainly going to refocus in on today and uh, the, the star of the show, the big fish as I'm calling it, uh, was uh, obviously the man sitting alongside me right now. So we're going to get into having a chat a bit more about that match and uh, would pay you to go back and listen to episode 6 and uh, get the first part of the story I suppose. But Rich, um, first up, mate. Uh, I've, I've kind of known you a while, but uh, I, I, as we just chatted about before we clicked the record button, I don't actually know a lot about about you personally. And the first thing is. Mate, I I played against you a lot, and I heard you referred to as Sav, but also heard referred, heard you referred to as Parrot. What do you, what do you stroke with these days? Are you still going to Sav, or you're yeah, rich, yeah?
1: Uh, you? It's definitely, definitely Sav. sav right. The Parrot thing died off many years ago. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. Was
0: there a story with that one? Or? No,
1: that just that sort of came out of my uh, hockey days. Actually, oh, okay. I was given that. That name, Nickname. yeah, and right. I think it's because of my uh, bit of my high-pitched voice, and I was pretty loud, which <laughs> I still am. So um, yeah, but that died off years ago. But I had numerous uh, nicknames uh, through my time playing cricket. That, so
0: as we tend to do, I, I was telling my sons recently. I reckon I went through at least seven or eight at Harvey Benger over yeah. the day, I ended up as Disco at the yeah. end. I don't know, yeah. how, you know, I've sort of something yeah. to do with my age, I guess. Yeah.
1: But, uh. yeah. I actually got named after me uh, my wife's cat, Poo, um, Pookie, I was called at one stage. So um, <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting name.
0: I, I think it is one of the unique things about country cricket is that, you know, you only have to... You know, mention something briefly, or say something stupid, and next minute, you know, you've got a nickname that can stick, doesn't Absolutely. it? <laughs> you certainly get
1: labelled. Yeah, you <laughs> definitely get long.
0: labelled. But let, let's uh, let's get into a, unpacking a little bit of uh, your story in particular. But f- first up, we we started off last episode for those who did tune in. Um, it was uh, literally only hours after. We'd found out about uh, the sad loss of, of Shane Warne and we're kind of heading towards a month down the track now and it's still the the outpouring here in Australia is pretty amazing. You were telling me a little bit before how how, how it affected you and, mm. and what happened. Do you want to let us?
1: Oh, no, I, I remember the night my, uh, my daughter burst into our bedroom and said, Bonnie's died and Me and the missus couldn't believe it and uh, basically didn't sleep for the rest of that night because um, I loved him commentating. Yeah. I mean, I reckon he was the best commentator out because he was honest, he was brutal, didn't hold back. Um, Yeah, and you can certainly see him. He's touched a lot of people around the world, you know. I've been watching the test matches from Pakistan and you still see them people holding up banners, you know, for Warnie and Mm. it's just unbelievable what he did for world cricket Mm and he just took it to another level, that, uh, that rock star level, if you, if you call it, he, and he, he was brilliant. He, he
0: definitely was in a different stratosphere, I think, is the term that I yeah. keep hearing all the time than than most of the other cricketers that we grew up with or, you know, followed and stuff like that. And like you were saying, you saw a tweet or something not long before he died having a crack at Putin. So, yeah. you know, he didn't yeah. mind having a... <laughs> he didn't yeah. mind having, having a having crack effect. at the Russian
1: president, yeah. that's not
0: bad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let, let's, let's sort of move into... A little bit about yourself. So, um, like I say, one of the one of the things that I'm absolutely loving about having the opportunity, the the privilege, I guess you'd call it, of doing these interviews and and the podcast is that I do get to catch up with a lot of cricketers that I played against or uh, you know sort of observed across the fence or whatever. But I, I, I haven't really got to know them all that well. So this uh, opportunity to spend some time with you is as much gold for me as. Anyone listening? in, Because I'm, I'm fascinated to get a little bit of uh, story, a little bit of backstory about your uh, your cricket career, especially in country cricket um, that I'm clearly not in tune with. So where this leads, we'll see how it goes. Where they're you know talking of Warney, where they're sort of growing up as a kid, where there Australian cricketers that you kind of idolise. Was there anybody that you sort of went, you know, I want to be a cricketer like him or?
1: Well sort of later on in my career it was Steve Waugh. Yeah. It was all about Steve Waugh cuz he could bat and bowl. It, it was a bit of a tough nut. Um but yeah, I mean obviously Warney, he was he was um fantastic and um I think we we're very lucky in our well my generation. Yeah. The team that we had, you know, you yep. had the Gilchrist, you had the Langers, yeah. you had Warney, you had the War brothers. Yeah. Just it, the list goes on and on and on. It does. And um yeah, it was just fascinating fascinating to watch the cricket through that through the 90s it was absolutely brilliant it's absolutely bizarre that you've come out with that because we didn't
0: have this conversation prior uh only 3 nights ago i think it was i was at a bookkeeping conference of all places nothing to do with cricket and all the a lot of the people there know that i do have a cricket background and this particular lady who I've known for a while over tea said to me so, you know, who, who who influenced you as a cricketer growing up? And I said, well, funnily enough, my era was probably more Dennis Lilly and Rod Marsh, but the cricketer that absolutely I just wanted to be like when I was playing was Steve Waugh. exactly the <laughs> same. Oh, yeah. that I used to say to, or, or to my teammates <laughs> yeah. at Harvey, I just loved his steely resolve and the fact that he could come out to bat, you know, in a situation that looked hopeless yep. and he would, Con, you know a couple of those World Cups where he just took the game away from the opposition when it looked like Australia was you know stuffed basically and yeah so it's it's funny that you've said that we yeah. didn't collaborate that on that but I, I, if I had to pick one player that uh, certainly I modelled my cricket career around it was Steve Waugh very yeah. much so so that's interesting so in regards to growing up and that did have you always been around the Bunbury district or well had you? Rob
1: I started. Um, Obviously, I I lived in Dardnup. Yep. I was born and bred in Dardnup. Yep. And from the age of, I think, of about seven or eight, I used to follow my brothers down to um, cricket train because they used to play for Waterloo. Oh, yeah. When they were around. Back in the day, yeah. Yeah, so I used to um, follow them down there and um, big Puggy Roberts, he was there and uh, he was a special man, Puggy. Yes. And um, I used to just go fetch the balls and, you know, as I was smacking them out of the nets and stuff and then... Then I started actually playing. I think I was about ten years old, and um, Brian Wells, mm-hmm. he, he was my coach, and he, he was absolutely a fantastic coach. Brian, he was great with kids, and um, so I started playing under twelve for up. Yeah, and um, and it was funny, you know, we used to go to cricket on a Saturday morning in town, and Brian used to destroy. He had this old green ute, all used to pile in the back of the ute. <laughs> Not that we can do it these days, <laughs> no. but it was about ten kids in back of this ute used to drive us into Hay Park or wherever we were playing. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we used to play. And um, and then I played a couple of games probably for B grade for Waterloo, but I was yeah. only 12, 13, you know, filling in, yeah. very young.
0: Yeah.
1: And then um, I got to the stage where Dardnut sort of didn't have the numbers to fill an under-16 side. Yep. Yeah. So um, with my connections going to high school and stuff with Peter Sillinger, I went to play for South Bunbury. Right. And um, I played for South Bunbury for, oh, I think, two, two or three years, under 16s, got, and then by the time I got to 16, um, I wasn't sure where I was going to go and play because all I wanted to do was play cricket, obviously, and I was representing Bunbury in under association games and under 16s, and I was also doing the... Um, Jack Birkinshaw Clinics yeah. when he used to come yeah, out. Yeah, Jack keeps popping up yeah. in all these podcasts. Yeah. He yeah. certainly so influenced a
0: lot of people, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah. yeah,
1: he certainly has. And uh, and then one day um, a good mate of mine, Jason Martison, um, he said, Why don't you come and play for the Bunbury Football Club? Right, yes. And and that's um that's how I um ended up there, actually. With the Bunbury Footy Club. So
0: just winding back a bit, the the story about you know, the kids in the back of the ute and that. I think the other thing it represents is, you know, these days you wouldn't be able to do that even if you're allowed to because every kid has a gear bag that big that you wouldn't fit all the kids and the gear bags in the ute, I don't reckon. No. You know, back then we sort of shared gear and stuff like that. So uh, very, very different days back then. So was Wellsy Brian Wells, probably the biggest influence that got into cricket? Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely Brian was my biggest influence, um, yeah. me playing cricket. Um, he always encouraged me to if the ball was in the right place, you hit it. You hit it. <laughs> you hit it, basically. And Because, you know, he sort of understood, you know, I could hit the ball, Yeah. you know, as a youngster as well. Yeah. So yeah. Um, he always encouraged me. He said, if you think you can hit it and yeah. it's in the right spot, he said, you go for it 100%. Don't hold back because if you're going to hold back, that's where you're going to get out. And the and the Wells
0: name is you know, synonymous with Dardenup, isn't it? I think the local grounds name. Yeah, Wells Park yeah, the local something. Wells yeah.
1: Park now. Yeah. And I did play some games with his son um when I went back to Dardenup right. many years later, um with David. Dave, yeah. Dave. Yeah. And um, he was always a good cricketer as well. So yeah, yeah. the Wells name out of dad just
0: through and through. Yeah, no. Shout out to Dave. He's still playing. He's in the the state fifties team these days, so uh, he's still going around. He's um yeah, good good fella. Um, so when you um kind of landed in Bunbury and started to play with Bunbury Footy Club, so just to just to explain uh, for the listeners, I suppose. So back then the. There were sort of four or five clubs in Bunbury. You had, we spoke to Glenn Deering, who obviously was playing with Marist uh, around a similar time and similar era as you, and you had, uh, you know, we've got still got Colts. South Bunbury um, eventually merged and became part of Hay Park, but Bunbury's footy club sort of were involved in that as well, weren't yeah, they? they? Were, the, was that yeah. the merger? I, th- I think it was.
1: i yeah. tell you the honest truth, Rob, I wasn't around. Um, yep. Once um, Bunbury Footy Club folded, if yep. I put it in those words, um, Dardenup created a seniors club.
0: That's right. Yes, and um, yes, they yes. Yep. did I got pretty hunt. well for a while, yeah.
1: yeah. I got hunted down through and through because I was yeah. living in Dardenup. I was yeah. getting knocks at the door all the time, come yeah. play for Dardnup, come yeah. play for Dardenup. So I eventually gave in and I, and I always wanted to play for Dardenup anyway, being yep. my hometown, so I went to um, to play um, for Dardenup again. Yep. So, but I was really sorry to see the Bunbury Football Club yeah, name go because it was they had yeah. their own identity. They yeah, had, they were the Bunbury Football Club. Yeah, and I was a bit sad that that actually happened to. i and, and they
0: were an amazing team. Like, I've, I've you know we've talked a little bit about that sort of '80s era with with Glenn and also with um, with Chris Waddingham. Uh, he more in the '90s, I suppose. But yeah, playing against Bunbury Football Club Cricket Club, so mm-hmm. it was a bit of a mouthful to get your mouth around, but. Um, they were an amazing team and I remember, you know, there was yourself, obviously, but you also had Stuart Preen was Oh, Stuart, he, he yeah. came
1: back, he came very late on in the Yes, yep, yep. Um, uh, and Pug Roberts, you it mentioned It was Pug. mainly, uh, yeah. yeah, the Puggy Roberts, the Kimmy Tuckers. Kim Tucker, yes. Um, God bless his soul, Jimmy Davies. Yes. Um, and Jason Martison. Uh, yeah. Chunky Taylor. Chunky Taylor, yeah. there's a name, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, there were so many. And I mean, to tell you honest truth, back in those days, we, I think we played in four grand finals mm. Mm. with the footy club and we only won one. Yes, yes. And that was the one I captained, actually. Yeah. Oh, was it? I was there the last go. captain to Everything. captain the Bunbury Footy Club to a premiership, oh, even yes. though much to probably Dero's disgust. Yeah. That was rained out. That grand I final. Do. I
0: was going to raise that. Uh, yeah, so and, you guys have um, finished on top. So eh? I've yeah. always
1: wanted to yeah. rub that into D-O-A. I've got one over you, mate. Um, yeah. So we we won one due to yep. a washout. But hey, yep. we finished on top of minor premiers that year. Yeah. So we probably deserved I think, it. Um,
0: Normie Bedford was yeah.
1: Normie Bedford yeah. was there. Michael Warwick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The list the, goes on. Phenomenal and on. team.
0: Yeah. And um, yeah, you talk about. Pug Roberts. His name's come up a few times in this um, in this podcast. He he certainly was an interesting character in country cricket. He uh, he was he was quite a little bit left to centre, maybe yeah. you might say. Yeah. And I can my my first ever senior country week um, was with Pug Roberts. I played with Pug and uh, it was with Donnybrook Capel. And uh, I can my endearing memory of of Pug is he he was sort of like the team. Pest. He would pester everybody. So on the last day of Country Week, when we are all packing up our bags, we were staying at this dive of a hotel called the Ozone. I'm only seventeen or eighteen. They demolished it about a month after we'd be we were there. It was that bad. And um, some of the boys grabbed pugs. Um, uh, suitcase while he wasn't looking and we were about four storeys up and they got a rope and hung it over the balcony so he couldn't. And we're all down in the car park going, come on, Pug, we're late for the game and he's standing up and he couldn't see his bag because he's on the balcony <laughs> yelling, what are you blokes done with my bag? I don't know. <laughs> so some of the endearing memories of Pug yeah. are uh, um, his his ways at Country Week, I yeah. think, for me.
1: And I'll tell you a little story about Puggy, actually. Yeah. When I when I was at the Brumby Football Club, I was the wicketkeeper. Oh, right. I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even bowl. Yeah, I didn't, okay. I didn't bowl. And yeah. um, I was wicketkeeping um B grade, then I made it into the A grade side and I was the A grade wicketkeeper. Mm-hmm. And then at training, I used to just have a trundle at training, you know, and uh, Puggy came up to me one day at training and he says, why don't you give wicketkeeping away mm. and bowl? Yeah, right. I says, oh, yeah, I don't know whether I'm that good, Pug. He yeah. says, no. He says, I can see you got potential there. And that's where my bowling yeah. career started at the bummer just because of Puggy. He spotted something, me bowling at training and stuff. And, yeah, and that's where it all started, me wow. bowling as well. So i got Pug to thank for that as well.
0: <laughs> because for those who are tuning in who maybe don't know uh, a lot about Sav, for, for the majority that would have played against Sav, we would remember you almost more for your bowling than your batting towards yeah. the back end of your career. Uh, sincerely, uh, very, um, very sharp. Uh, I can remember copping a few around the ribs and around the uh, ducking a few in in my time, so I wasn't aware. I had no idea you started out as a keeper. Yeah. Um, Were you sort of sad to give that up or were you kind of happy to give it a go? Yeah.
1: At that age, Rob, I was playing cricket, I was happy. eh? Yeah. Didn't matter what I did in the game, as long as I was playing cricket, I was happy. I I, I enjoyed me bowling. I really didn't in the um, later end. No, it was good.
0: I think that's one of the things about country cricket is that, you know, it's not like we're playing tests or one-day internationals or whatever, even though I think sometimes we think we are. But, um, you know, we, you see that from time to time. I remember my brother David started out as a right-handed batsman and then one day in the net somebody said, you should try left-handed. So he did and he ended up, you know, a brilliant left-handed batsman. So <laughs> it's it's never too late yeah, in no, country cricket, right. yeah. you know, for anybody yeah. listening in and it's going, oh, it's not working for me, bowling right-handed, maybe try left-handed or something like that. <laughs> you never know. Um, so moving on, you mentioned hockey. So was hockey as a big part of your life as well? Oh
1: no, not really. It was mainly um, when I was kids. Mum and dad always made us play sport. Not made us, but yeah. encouraged us to play sport. Um, so it was basically cricket in the summer and hockey in the winter. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, yep. Yep. And I did go back to hockey for a while later on in my times, just for a couple of years. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it was good times playing hockey, but um, sort of cricket took priority Priority, yeah. once I got to that sort of playing for the Country 11 and all, all that, you know, it was pretty full on. So I wanted to get to that. So f- first up, one thing again,
0: going, you know, working with the fact that even though I have known you a long time, there's some things about your career I have lots of gaps with and stuff like that. I don't recollect seeing you a lot over the journey at Country Week. Did you do some Country Weeks? Did you? Play? Not
1: really. No, no. I, I only did one or two Country Weeks. Yeah, it was always work and. So, stuff, stuff so like yeah, that.
0: so I, I assumed that that was the case. So work, mm. obviously, w- what were you doing at that time? Or was it the same oh, I've still got the still same, same, same job same? now? Right? Oh really? Okay. I'm working
1: up at Worsley Aluminum. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I've been up there 33 years now. So wow. Okay. So getting <laughs> so, the time off. Yeah, I was, it was a just challenge. getting the time off. Yeah. It was yeah, a bit yeah. of a challenge. Yep. Yeah. And also with Country 11, when I did it for those years as well, I was going away with the team yeah. over East and stuff. So
0: I was just going to raise that. I know, and there'll probably be a lot of um, guys in particular, and even ladies now with the women's country, uh, with the um, women's Australian country cricket championships, it, it is a big challenge, isn't it? When you go, because the Australian country cricket championships, as they were then and still now, are the first part of January, and then to come and back up for country week as mm-hmm. well. I, I know you—you you weren't sort of alone. There was a lot of guys who just simply couldn't do that, you know. Yeah. You know, it's not like we're professionals and you know could, you know, just play cricket all summer round without working. So uh, I kind of get and understand how that happened. So with with country eleven, when when was your first tour? Do you remember? Was that the yeah?
1: Um... I, I was extremely lucky. I toured in '98 and we won it. Yeah, that's the one—the one f- very I first WA side to win it, um, as Dero mentioned in the last podcast. So. I was extremely lucky um, to be on that tour. Yeah. And it was absolutely fantastic, Rob. I could not have played cricket with a better bunch of blokes that year. It's it a, was fantastic.
0: It's a great story and I know it's one that um, um, Peter Sillinger has proudly told me about. I think he was the manager on that tour. He was a coach, uh, yeah. He was the coach, coach sorry, yep, yep not yep. the manager, the coach. Um, every time we have a WA Country Cricket Board meeting at the WACA, uh, I I look, there's a photo, I don't know if you know this, but there's a no, photo no, no. in the, in one of the main uh, meeting rooms of that team and I just look at it as just an amazing team. I, you know, drool with envy because I would <laughs> love to have been there, but, uh, you know, guys like Ben Ward, which we yep. mentioned, and um, Jeff Wooden, I see yep. in the photo and obviously Dero and yourself and, yeah, some pretty incredible cricketers um, and did, did you sort of, Did you have a good carnival yourself, or was it one where, was that a learning carnival for you, or from that perspective?
1: Yeah, no, no, I I went all right. I I didn't play, if I remember correctly, I didn't play the first game. And and then I I played the remaining four or five. Yep. I was was mainly there for my bowling. Obviously, I was batting down at eight, nine, sometimes. And um, yeah, no, I I went all right with the ball. Yep. And I mean, I look back now, and that's the, It was 100 overs. It was yes. two-day cricket. I don't, I'm not sure what they play now. I've heard different
0: stories. Yeah, they do a little bit of a combination, but yeah. it's mostly leaning more towards one day and now T20s yeah. as well. So yeah.
1: No, we used to play the 100 um, overs, and then yeah. but there was one game in the carnival where you did play the 50 over. Right, yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 I, I, I vaguely remember that as well. But um, Dero actually mentioned in the last episode when we get to talking about the... Uh, the, the big game at the Wacker in 2005, the Country Cup match, you did mention that he felt that you kind of started to finish up your career a little bit at the wrong time from the perspective of he thought you would be perfect for T20. Um, did you end up getting to play much T20 before you sort of stopped playing?
1: No, not really, to tell no. you the honest truth. Yeah. I played a few games. Yeah. Um, funny, well, one of the stories was um, that same year as 2005, I played in the Bunbury Festival game yes. is when the WA side came down. Yep. And it was one of the first 2020 games um, I'd played. And that was obviously after the Wacker game. Yep. And uh, I walked out to bat that day and I was getting a bit of chirp from the boys because, you know, obviously the story had got around yep. Perth. You know, yep. there's was a lot of the likes of Marcus North and all that were playing for WA. Yeah. And um, – I was lucky enough, I made 97 that day yeah, against
0: yeah. WA. I remember it, I was yeah, there. I, yeah,
1: <laughs> I just fell short, uh, I think it was um, long off, just right on the boundary, just didn't quite middle one.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Um, no, is-
1: that was good and there was some um, good compliments from the WA blokes that day after the game, so that no, was a good day. That's, I'm
0: glad you brought that up because that's a piece of history that, you know, we're part of what we're trying to do in this podcast, whether... Be in the southwest, the midwest, the great southern, the wheat belt, the northwest, um, uh, the gold fields. We're trying to really capture you know things that sometimes you tend to forget about, and those um amazing games that were played at the recreation ground mm. for a long period there. I was fortunate fortunate to play in one or two of them myself where the WA, the um. The WA team would come down, the one-day team would come down and play a, a combined or an invitational mm. 11. It was amazing. The the ground would be absolutely packed mm. with tents and people would, you know, line up to... To to come watch the match, so yeah, I, I I didn't play in that particular match, but I absolutely remember you going to town on the on the West Aussie boys. <laughs> and and the other thing that used to happen in those matches is quite often, and I think it was Dero who would engineer it, would quite often attract a big name Australian player. Yeah. So I know yep. um, Darren Lehman. I think one game yep. I um, played was in in that match. That
1: game we had we had Ryan Campbell.
0: Yes, that's for right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep, yeah, it was good. Um, Luke Ronke, I think, was another one that uh, yep. sort of would join the invitational eleven or or play for the West Australian Eleven or whatever it might be. So um, so how many Country Eleven carnivals did you end up going on? Do you do you I recollect? Did three, Rob. Right. I yep. did
1: Mount Gambier mm-hmm. and I did I don't know if anybody would ever know this place, a place called Baruga.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: it wow. was the most hottest place I've ever been, <laughs> and the flies were absolutely <laughs> terrible. It was right on the Murray River, um, you know, dividing New South Wales into Victoria. Yep, right. Okay. Um, and we had a shocking carnival. Oh, was shocking! Okay. Yeah, we, we won it the year before, and basically finished last the year after. So, <laughs> and then I went, to, and then the year after I went to, we played in Canberra. Right. Okay. So yeah, yeah, played yeah. in Canberra. Yeah,
0: it, it's um, it's it's. One of the joys of my last 10 years as in my role as, as Chair of Country Cricket or more so the last six or seven years as Chair um, is to, to get the chance to go away to the Australian Country Cricket Championships. We've unfortunately not been able to do that because of COVID the last couple of years. But um, to go to these places like Toowoomba and to... Um, um, the other one I went to was Bundaberg. to yep. um, Some of these places and to just experience cricket and, you know, you got to do it uh, uh, obviously back in the late 90s and 2000s. It's just amazing, isn't it, to yeah. be able to um, see just how cricket's played in other country regions but also the pitches just a little bit different. Yep. Did you did you find that in your time? I, you I, I
1: found the pitches a little bit different, yeah. um, especially in Mount Gambia. Um but it was just fantastic to go away with a group of blokes, and all you did for two weeks was concentrate on cricket, yeah, you know, don't get me wrong at night time there was fun and games, yeah, especially when we had rest days and all that, yeah, but um no, it was just fantastic experience, really, yeah, and I was so lucky to do it
0: one of the things i wanted I absolutely wanted to ask you um on on this podcast was. We'll, we'll get to, obviously, in a moment the, the match where you, you took it away from Geraldton in a major way that's still talked about 16 or 17 years later. But I, I tried to remember, did you did you have uh, a certain type of bat that you liked? Was there a particular bat? I, I seem to remember you just seemed to have a, the same bat, did you, or did you...? I used uh, to use a bass. Yeah, a bass, right, I used okay. to use the bass. Yeah, that's it. Yeah,
1: yeah, I had about four or five of the basses in my time. Now, the, que- the question I
0: want to ask you about the bat that I've been dying to ask you for years and years, and I used to raise this at Harvey and none of the other places, I reckon I was making it up. But I swear, so this is sort of a myth-breaker, this one, I swear that I used to observe every time you hit a six, did you used to kiss your bat? Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah. Well, so Harvey Blake's are listening yeah. to you now. They reckon that <laughs> they reckon that I was making it up, but because yeah. I wasn't really a great fielder, right, I used to get parked at you know backward square leg yep. or down at short fine leg or whatever. So I, I wasn't really in the action when you were smashing them back. Everybody did. <laughs> and I used to watch you. And you used yeah. to put the
1: the top of your bat yep. up your lips, didn't you? Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, that's that's a short. Sure, that it sort of died off in my later on in my career. But when I was young, you yeah, always used to do it.
0: I, I used to say that down in the army and I think it was Fabian Italiano used to say to me, nah, you're dreaming, you're seeing <laughs> no, things. Definitely, you know? definitely. <laughs> there you go. Well, you heard it first on out on the paddock. It's true. You used to just, just gently give it a little just kiss. A little peck. Yeah, a little peck at the top of the <laughs> I love it. I love it. So one, one of the other things that sort of fascinated me about your cricket career is that... To me, it was like you retired pretty early. Yep. Is that Was that a deliberate thing or was there an injury or was it just a yeah. case you had, <sighs> had enough? Or
1: I had just got to the point where I'd had enough. Yeah. You know, I basically played cricket for, what, 20? I think I worked out it, it was like 28 years straight every summer. Yeah. And playing club cricket and then I was representing the Bunbury Cricket Association and then the country, 11. So yep. basically it was every weekend, both days cricket. Yeah. And then every long weekend, wherever they fell, there was always a game on the Monday. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I just got to the point and I sort of achieved what I wanted to achieve out of cricket. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just decided to give it away and I said to myself, I'm going to give it away and totally walk away. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I do regret that. I could have put something back into cricket, you know, some coaching or yeah. something like that. I regret that a little bit. Mm. But, um, no, I just knew the time was right for me and yep. I walked away.
0: Because it wasn't as if, you know, you were still playing pretty good cricket if I remember. Because I, I had a dig into to my cricket and I've called this out on previous episodes, you know, my cricket for anybody who sort of started in the 80s like you did and, and myself and a few others, it's not really complete. So... Uh, At the moment, my cricket for your career shows that you only played 29 matches of cricket. Now, I'm going that, (laughs) given that you played, that should be more like 29 years, not 29 matches, yeah. 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 With a higher score of exactly 100 and a best bowling of 4 for 17. But I'm guessing uh, you had better days. (laughs) Yeah, better days. Do you remember, especially the bowling, uh, a big day out? Did you? Uh. Yeah.
1: Five I knocked over um, South Bunbury one day. I took seven for, I think it was seven for 24 yep. against South Bunbury. hmm And I also remember it was a Country 11 game. We were playing in Canberra and uh, I can't remember. I think someone got injured or something and Dero just kept chucking me the ball <laughs> and we were playing South Australia and I bowled 38 overs that day. Gee, and took six for, it was like six for 110 or yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, about 38 yeah, overs. Yeah, like 38 of, overs and Dero yeah. just kept chucking it to me and chucking, <laughs> chucking it to me. But now, looking back on it, it was fantastic, you
0: know. No, and Dero, he was probably just waiting for you to, you know, knock over the top six and then he'd come on. Yeah, and yeah, come and bowl his yeah. Little, yeah. Little, little little tweakers little just tweaker. to <laughs> pick up a couple of cheapies. <laughs> I know I noticed he's copped a fair bit of social media from the last episode about bringing up about his five for it. Uh, 11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Um, but yeah, so have you had any sort of pangs since you retired to go? Oh, I'd like to go back and you know have one more crack. Or no, nah, nah,
1: nah, not now, not Should now. drawn the line. Yeah, in the sand? I've drawn the line. The back has my back has suffered big time from yeah. bowling all those years yeah. and stuff. I had I've had dramas with my back. So yeah, no, them days are gone now. So the, the, well, I just, I, but don't get me wrong, I still love watching the game. Yeah. I'd still love
0: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I know that Darden Up are still, you know, peddling away. They're uh, maybe not in the glory days of when, when you were playing for them. And I'd and I, I call it out. I remember, you know, Harvey Benger versus Darden Up was always a cracking match. Yeah. And I can well remember, I think it was our, uh, about 2003, and three, four. I think we pretty much, Harvey, went through the, the season undefeated and you guys I think, finished about fourth and you knocked us over in the preliminary final. Yeah. We didn't even make a grand final yeah. that year after yeah. being pretty much invincible. Yeah, and no, well, when I went back side. to
1: Dougherty, we I think we made a couple of grand finals. Yeah. It was always that Team Maris that yeah. always used to knock us off yeah. for some reason. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but they, were an, they were an excellent side, Maris. They, they were. They had some good, good players there. They absolutely were. Yeah. yeah.
0: So let's get, to, let's get to the main event, um, and that's the, the big match uh, back in 2005, 20th of February 2005. You know, we were talking before we kind of went on air that, um, you know, that's a long time ago, um, but it's a, it's a match that just, well, certainly I'm guessing for you has never really gone away. Um, you know, I'm sure uh, every time you get together with some old cricket mates it comes up, I'm guessing. Uh, do you kind of feel as though, before we sort of talk a little bit about how, how it unfolded for you, is it is it a game that kind of almost defined your career? Is it is it the one that, you know, does it annoy you that it keeps coming up? Or
1: it, I don't think it defined me. Yeah. Um, I just get blown away and it's still to this day I see people at work or wherever and people know about it that are yeah. not even interested in cricket. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying, oh, so oh, you're the bloke that made hundred and seventy two at the wacker that day. Yeah. And to the it still happens to this day. Yeah. And it just blows me away. <laughs> oh, yeah, it just blows me away how people still talk about it.
0: And, and you 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 sort of don't get annoyed by that, you're
1: sort of happy that it's Oh chat about I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do sometimes. Well, we yeah. had a—I tell you—a couple of weeks ago, we had a Bunbury Football Club cricket reunion. I saw that yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. yeah, and it was talked about there, and yeah. it's like, yeah. oh my god! Let's you talk know? about yeah, other stuff. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about other things, you know.
0: <laughs> well, I'm going to be the flea on the back, and we're going to we're going to raise it one more time. Maybe we might be able yeah. to use this podcast to finally put it to bed, mate. <laughs> uh, but um, so just just for those who maybe didn't tune in and are tuning in refresh. It was back on the 20th of February 2005, it was the um, the Country Cup final. Um, now, back then, Country Cup now is 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 um, a little bit more sort of, it has changed a bit. Um, we only have the four teams that compete in the Country Cup each year. Um, back then, the Country Cup was open to any association around Western Australia and, you know, I can remember it was sort of a knockout for a while and then it would culminate in semi-finals and and finals so the final was between Geraldton and and Bunbury and cut a long story short because if you want to listen to the full story go back and listen to the previous episode but Geraldton ended up batting first and making three for 378. So first question for me in regards to that is I I tried to dig in, I'm struggling to get Specifics. I got some sort of stats out of it. Did you bowl in that match?
1: Yeah, I opened a bowl in that day, Rob, (laughs) and uh, it didn't go that well. (laughs) I think I bowled uh, nine overs. For 71. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but looking at some of the other figures, it wasn't <laughs> too bad. <laughs> it wasn't, too bad, but it no, wasn't that flash. I
0: think we called out Johnny Crognale having the best figures on the day of two for 62 yeah. from Ken. And, and Nero <laughs> yeah. in the last episode said, when you look at it in context, it's actually really good figures. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. Um, was it a case of? As soon as you took the new rock and you bowled the first few balls, you thought, "Oh, geez, this is going to be yeah, a tough yeah. day at the office." Or, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. There wasn't really much in the pitch that day, and obviously playing at the wacker, you know, I mean, you, you've got to double. You know, if you made that score in um, in country cricket out in out in the country Sunday, you'd probably halve the score because yeah. of the, because of the outfield. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, obviously at the Wacky you just pierce the field and it's four, you know. You don't even bother running after it if you're chasing it. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, no, they came out all all guns blazing that day and, yeah, they they paid for them.
0: You're absolutely right because I think I was fortunate enough to play the next year. Um, and you played in that match as well in the final. I think we beat Albany in the final the next year. A bit of an anti-climax, I'll tell the listeners, because a, a whole heap of people rocked up to see you bat again, and you and I ended up padded up at the end of the match, never even batted, I don't yeah, think, in that right. match. So, that's uh, right, yeah. But I remember going into that it was my first time on the Whacker, and... I'm not sure who it was, said to me, whatever you do, you've got to stop the ball before it gets past you because it picks up speed yes. <laughs> even if it's just, yeah. you know, kind of blocked towards you. you and You don't even
1: bother chasing no. it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and the first one that sort of went past me, I made a token effort that oh, I can chase that down and just watched it get faster as it got head towards the boundary. It yeah. was uh, yep. a, a quick learning curve for and that And it certainly one.
1: gives you a true appreciation when you play at grounds like that, when you watch it on TV. Yeah
0: you Know what What they got to go through as well, you know? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was a very much a, a quick learning journey, that one. Um, so yeah, three for uh, Geraldton's three for 378. Um, Dero's on the freeway home to see the birth of Cooper, um, yeah. or try and try and make it in time for the birth of Cooper. I never actually got to find out if he did. I think he did make, he it. Did. Yeah, yeah, he did sure make it, he did, yeah, he did make it, yes, yeah, yeah which we're, yep. we're, we're glad he did. Um, you've been. Thrown the captaincy because you were um, you were the vice captain. I mean, what are you what are you saying to the boys at that stage in the change rooms? You know, it was chasing three hundred and seventy eight? Was oh. it a case of let's just go out and have a red hot crack? Or yeah,
1: I remember we went to lunch and Geraldton were all smiles, and obviously we weren't. And um, yeah, you know, we had a, me and Dero had already talked about because we he gave us a heads up that he might have to leave. Yeah, uh, we already knew. A pretty settled batting order, so everybody knew where they were batting. And um, yeah, I just said to the guys, I said, "You just got to go out and play positively, and um, yes, yeah, just see what happens." Yep. You yep. know, and we did get off to a bit of a shaky start. We lost uh, Clint Hewson, I think, in the first one or two overs. Yep, yep, yep. So um, he went, and then uh, Pross was Ian mean, Prosser. He was hitting them all right. You no, know, but then I think he did one of his famous hamstrings yeah. again. <laughs> so um but I've, I've seen to, him do many a time <laughs> but um
0: I got to tell yeah. you it's, it hasn't changed I played in um the we had the state over 50s um 2 years ago in Perth and uh Pross came into the team as uh, you know as, as as somebody who was going to take us to to glory and yeah I think he went down in the hammy with the in the first game from memory so yeah, it, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. been going on for uh, all yeah, yeah. one of the best batsmen I think we've seen in WA country cricket but he uh He's he's had a few uh, few uh, injury scares yeah, over the years, string problems. Yeah. <laughs> and when he comes good though, you don't want to be yeah, on the other right. end of the bowling. I'll give Yeah, that's
1: him the right. Temp. He can
0: certainly hit yeah. it. <laughs> so yeah, and we called it out in the last last um, episode again. It kind of even after Clinton Houston got out, it it didn't really go all that well anyway. It was you were six uh, for we, six for hundred and fifty odd or yeah. so. Yeah. Um, when you walked out
1: the bat, yeah, we, we were struggling, and I actually made the decision. I, I sent uh, Big Water in ahead of me. Yep. I thought I was a bit of a pinch hitter. Yeah, and uh, he, he sort of came off. He made twenty or thirty odds, something like that. Yeah, he gave him a uh, a gobful. He's always uh, not holding back. He gave the Geraldton boys a bit of a bit of lip. Yeah, but um, and then I just I just remember that day, and I remember sitting in the change rooms, you know, and um, obviously sitting in the Wacker change room, you're seeing some big names up on lockers and yeah. all that and I'm looking around and I remember uh, about six, or seven years ago with the Country 11, we were training at the Wacker one day and Peter Sillinger had organised Sandy Roberts to come around and he was the um, WA psychiatrist bloke okay. and he, he did this talk to us and one of the things he said that really stuck with me until this day, I still use this motto, he says, uh, don't worry about the uncontrollables. Mm. And I still use that. And I remember sitting in the change room that day thinking, well, I can't control they've made 378. I can't control that we're six down. i yeah. just go out and play my um, own game. Yeah, yeah. And I just kept walking out. I walked out from the change rooms out onto the middle and I just kept saying to myself... Just watch the ball, watch the ball. And that's all I kept saying to myself, the whole whole innings.
0: Yeah, wow. So Dero tells the story that... and he claims I don't remember this, but he claims that everybody knew you were a nervous starter. I at Harvey, I don't think we thought you were a nervous starter. You just you should come out and start blazing away right from the get-go. So, uh, but anyway, that that was Mara's theory, obviously yeah. on, on Richard Savage, but um, not
1: totally wrong. No, I was a little bit of a, a nervous starter. <laughs> we're all starter. nervous starters. Yeah yeah, all? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd hate to see a batsman that's not nervous on yeah. on a duck. Put it that way. <laughs> I think everybody is. But the, the story goes that you, you
0: probably should have been run out before you'd scored too many. Oh, I remember
1: like? tapping one to mid-on. I think I was probably still on zero. I can't remember correctly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, probably... A direct hit would have found me probably about a metre short. But that's the risk you're taking, cricket, I suppose. Absolutely, yeah. We've all we've all tapped one to midweek yeah. and took, took
0: off for a quick one. Yeah. Hoping that they'll throw to the other end, I'm guessing, but uh, yeah. yeah.
1: And, there, <laughs> and and I know there was a chance as well when the offer you was bowling, I missed stumping when I was, oh, I could have been 80 or 90 or something like that. Yeah. It was, was a, you know, it, it was a chance, put it out. It was a hard chance, but it was a chance. So
0: just again for the record, so you've gone out. Your uh, you, your main focus is just to watch the ball. So um, I don't think Johnny Croggs was batting with you at that stage. He came Ross a Newton. bit later. Ross Newton, yeah. Yep. So you, you did have a bit of a part partnership with Newton, yeah. And he he batted pretty well from what I see. Made thirty six. Um, but did you kind of did you consciously go because? I've got the stats here and I'll call it out just again for the record. In your first 19 balls, you hit four sixes and four fours. Were you, was your mindset, if it's in the slot, I'm just going to bang it? Is that is that where you're at or were you kind of going, oh, I'll just see how this goes for a while and, and you know, we'll see where we land?
1: Yeah, that, that's a hard one, Rob. It wasn't a conscious effort to do that. No. It really wasn't. And um, I was just... As I was just talking to myself, you know, I watched the ball, and I just felt the pitch was pretty good. You know, the ball was coming onto the, um, the bat, nice, and um, yeah, if it was in the right place, I would, I would go for it. And I remember, and I still remember this to this day, um, all the way through my cricket career. I was never really good off my legs, yeah. like, flicking the ball off my legs. Mm-hmm. And um, it could have been me third or fourth, sixth or something. And uh, the pitch we were playing at was closest to the city end. Yeah. And I was batting up the preventable stand end. Yeah. And I, I don't know who was bowling, and um, I've clipped one off my legs, and I couldn't believe it. It's actually um, landed on the hill. Yeah. In front of the old scoreboard. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fair hit from there. And I'm going, gee, I'm hitting them all right yeah. today. <laughs> And it's just a shot that I never used to no. really, because I used to get the leading edge, and yeah. you know I used to put it in the um, in the bag, really. And after that, now I thought I could be on today.
0: So that, I wanted to ask you that because I think you know anybody who's been listening in, guy, girl, or whatever, that's played cricket for a little while, I think just every now and then you just have an innings, don't you, if you're a bat, bat bats person, batter, um, where you kind of do just stand there and go. This is just happening and I don't really understand why. Is that was the case for Absolutely.
1: you? Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I know parts are, and this is, um, to be honest, after that game, I truly couldn't remember. Yeah, right. Parts of that innings. Yeah. You were just and so it, in the zone. I was yeah. that much in the zone. Yeah. And, it, you know, obviously it started coming back to me days yeah. after and people talking about it and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. But, yeah, no word of a lie. There were stages in that game I could not remember what I'd done.
0: I think all of us have had innings, is that you know people will say, oh, that was a great innings, or that was a good innings. But I, I think if everyone's honest, that if you've played a long cricket career, I can only think of maybe two or three innings, as where I just it felt like I couldn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. I can remember a game up at Collie. Brett Hanson was bowling at me, a country 11 yeah. bowler, and I remember him saying to me afterwards, he said, I, it didn't matter where I bowled to you. You, They had probably, they had, a, I think, a, an 8-1 feel because I hit, as you know, everything through the offside and I just could get it through every time for four. It didn't matter what and I, I can't, and a bit like you, I couldn't afterwards, When he, even when he was saying it to me, I couldn't even remember feeling like that out in the mm. middle. It just happened. Yeah, and it just it, happened. Yeah. And, and
1: Yeah, that day it's just everything came out of the middle.
0: Yep. Yeah, so I
1: was just that. I think I had fire in the eyes that day. That's what (laughs) Newton used
0: to tell me. (laughs) I'm guessing, and rightfully so, I'm guessing when you've walked out to bat, the Jero boys were up and about because they got your six for hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty, whatever it is, and you know, rightfully so, they must have been they must have been chirping. And and,
1: oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I still remember one funny comment when Watto got out. Yeah. And I was walking out on them. What I got out, and this bloke was chirping at what I. And what I turns to this bloke, and he says, "Well, you watch this bloke. This bloke can go big." <laughs> and um, <laughs> <not>, and <laughs> I thought to myself, nothing like putting extra pressure on me. What but <laughs> to this now, now uh, I
0: can look back and laugh about. Uh, it, and so. I've got to say, if I was playing in the Geraldton team that day, I'd go, "Well, mate, have you looked at the scoreboard yeah, lately?" You know, yeah. so, um, you you then got into this partnership with Johnny Crognally, Um and, and that started very funny, Rob. Yes, tell me. Tell when me, Ross Newton
1: got out, yep. oh, no, it could have been um, who Midwell, Brad, Brad Midwell. Brad yes. Midwell got yep, out. Yeah, and I remember I was that fired up, and Johnny walked out into the middle of the wacker, and before he's even got to spoke to me, I've just punched him in the middle of the chest. <laughs> I don't know, I don't, to this day, I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. And I've punched him in the middle of the chest. And I said, come on, Johnny, we can do this. <laughs> and he was a little bit. Taken back by it. I was that fired up about it. (laughs) I've got to tell you,
0: Sav, having grown up in Harvey, it's not the wisest thing to punch a uh, local Harvey Italian in the chest. I think I tried that once or twice and I came off um, very much the second best Uh, for that. So (laughs) you you might have dodged a bullet there, I reckon. But uh, obviously, well, it didn't necessarily fire fire Johnny up because... uh, he scored a whole 10-not out, but as Dero um, called it, played almost the perfect innings. He did. He, just, he held
1: up the end for me. Yeah, and he yeah, got you on strike, which yep.
0: um, is is very much an underrated thing in cricket. You know, yeah. you can you can still win games of cricket, as you guys proved, when you're down and out, when you're batting with some guys who don't normally bat up the That's order right, yeah. if they play their role. So you, uh, is there a point, was there a point that you remember, and it is a long time ago, where you went, we've got these guys, you know, the, the, you know, and it must have been fairly late in the piece because even at, um, you know, even if you got to 300, you still need another 80, you know, sort of thing. So was there a moment where you could see it in their eyes or you, they went flat, you know, we've all been there before? Um,
1: I, I do remember I got to about 120 and um, they seemed to be a little flat, flat in the field and I actually, I said to Johnny, I said, You know, I'm going to keep going because I reckon if I keep going, we can do this. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just, (laughs) I don't know. I can't remember some parts, as I said, but um, I just kept going and it just all turned out for the best.
0: So when you hit the fourteenth, your 14th six of the innings, that won the game?
1: Yeah. I'm guessing.
0: And I I do remember that I I was just going to say. I do uh, remember that. Do you remember that? And I'm guessing, I'm tipping even though it's not, uh, wasn't even back then recommended, I'm guessing some blokes have run out onto the ground. Yeah. uh, There was a few celebrations, wasn't
1: Yeah, there certainly was. (laughs) And I I just remembered myself and um, I took my helmet off and just took my glove and I just threw me back bat on the ground, put the hands in the air and yeah. everybody was running out onto the ground and <laughs> it was fantastic. And, and the great thing about that day yep. and just on a personal level was when we'd won the day before, I'd rung my wife Kylie and I said, um, we'd just had a daughter mm-hmm. she right. was a three, three-year-old, right. Ellie. Yep. And I said, I just want Ellie to be able to have the opportunity to run out onto the Whacker. Yeah. Because obviously that was the home of WA yeah. Cricket yeah. back then. Back then, Yeah. So Definitely and really. I was very thankful that them two were there that day as well. Yeah. 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 That yeah. yeah, was great.
0: That that is that is special. I wasn't aware of that. So mm. yeah, does Ali remember that or? Not
1: not really. No, no, not really. A bit, it's it's a funny one because when they took the photo of the team on the um whack of that afternoon after yep. the game, there she is running across. Ah. She's actually in the photo. <laughs> oh, how
0: good's that you want to say to that. That's that's nearly more important than winning the game. That's I reckon. right. Yeah. That's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And finally the, the, the trip home,
1: was the, was it? The a trip home, I, <laughs> I was supposed to go to work the next day, Rob, but yeah. funny enough I didn't make it. <laughs> I didn't make it. Um, I think we left Perth around about 7 o'clock and yep. I think we all got dropped off at Forest Park and I think that was about 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And then we ended up at someone's place for extra drinks <laughs> that we probably didn't actually need. <laughs> so I think I got, and I was still living in Dardnut back then, I think I got back... <laughs> Three four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> it was a big day and a big night.
0: Now, i am I guessing if it was a bus trip, was Georgie Goodwin driving?
1: I think he was, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing he yeah, would have been. I think no, was I think George.
0: He, he did yeah. it for a long, long time. He was a
1: very happy, happy man, George. Yeah.
0: That day, I want to give a shout out to George. George is just you know, for those, I think just about anybody in yeah. WA country cricket Absolutely. has been around a while. Uh, George is, hasn't hasn't been the best for a while now. Mm. His health's um not greatest, so not the greatest. So um hoping that uh if George is listening in, he, he can remember some of these great memories as well and um, join in the in in celebrating. I think the other thing we also want to call out, and we're going to give the opportunity, if I can uh, engineer it, is to, to give Geraldton a chance for a writer reply. Um, I know those guys uh, have had to live with this story as well for a long time now, but knowing Geraldton, they would have uh, shook your hand and you yeah, no, they were fantastic, fantastic yep. bunch of blokes. Um, yep. of that that era, sort of in the two thousands. You know, Geraldton, Bunbury, and then even to a lesser degree, Harvey, Williams, there was some pretty mm. strong cricket that was played. Albany were always a strong mm. team. Mm. Uh, Goldfields. Um, so
1: and it was great funny, memories. Just, yeah, it was just funny, a little story after that, after that game. That week was just a whirlwind week for me <laughs> because I went to the Darden Up training on the Tuesday night and GWN were there. Yes. So I did an interview with them. Yep. Then the next day I did an interview, just a phone interview for ABC Radio. Yep. Then lo and behold, Wednesday night, I thought someone was really pulling my leg, but I think Bruce Yardley rings me. Right, okay. At home. Yeah. He'd got my phone number off something. Yeah. And he says, do you mind if I come down and um, watch your train? Right. And just have a yarn with you. Yeah. So on the very Thursday night at Darlene Cricket Train, Bruce Yardley turns up. Wow. You know, playing. Cricket for Australia and yep, all that, yeah, and that was pretty special to me. You know how he had a bowl to me. Yeah. You know he just wanted because he yeah. says, "Oh, the stories all around the yeah. Perth cricket clubs," and he says, "I just wanted to come down and meet you." Wow! So that was pretty special as well to meet Bruce Yardley.
0: They're great memories. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad you've shared those, and I can remember as late as quite a number of years later, the WA Museum did a some sort of tribute to WA country cricket and my wife and my kids and that, we went to the museum. And lo and behold, in the middle of this display, I don't know if you saw this, was a photo of you holding your bat up because mm. at that point, and I, I think it's still the case, you that was the fastest 150 ever scored at the Wacker by anybody in any yeah. match of any time. So yeah. there, there were you in the middle of... Uh, Is that right? never, I, uh, I think either. even Johnny Crogali was in the photo, you know. Yeah, I'm thinking, okay. you know, how good's that? Johnny's in there with uh, 10 not out. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. Um, yeah. So it clearly, it, you know, as we called out a little bit earlier, this is this match, whilst I agree, shouldn't define your career because you had an amazing career, but certainly it was the pinnacle you'd have to Oh, yeah. It was it the was, icing on the cake. It was the icing yeah, on yeah. the cake, yeah. And uh, one yeah. that I'm so glad that, you know, we've been able to capture that. And um, especially for your wife and, and you've got kids. Yeah. Now, the, one, the one daughter, Ally. one Daughter, Allie. Yeah. Yeah to be able to, to, to capture that forever for your family legacy mm. alone is brilliant. So we're going to sort of bring things to an end, but um, if you've been listening in on any of the podcasts, I finish off each episode with a, a thing I call the super over, which is just uh, six, six quick questions that uh, you can answer in any way you like, just to kind of put a full stop on, on what's been an amazing WA country cricket career. Um, so... First question the, in the Super Over, and um, like I say, you can, again, as you always did throughout your career, knock me clean out of the park. Um, what? Were there, were there any other, you mentioned, you know, growing up and playing with the Darden up Boys and Waterloo and stuff like that, but possibly more in, you know, the main part of your career where there's some, some country cricket players or country cricketers that you played against that you, you were admired? You know, you just sort of went... You know, th- these guys are, are somebody I really admire, you know, from opposition teams. You've mentioned your teammates. Is there other cricketers you played against that you, you'd like to call out?
1: Um, yeah, probably mention one bloke, Dale Burns. Yeah, Dale great. Burns, fantastic batsman. Yeah. You know, when we used to play Peel, he, he would always make runs against us. Yeah. And yeah. I was lucky enough, the three tours I went on, he he was on. Yeah. So, no, no he was certainly um, one person I admired. And he was so quiet about it as well. Yeah, was, no fuss was There was he? no fuss. Yeah,
0: no fuss with it and all yeah. that. So what an awesome period Peel had during that yeah. time with Burns' and the, the Wiley's, Wiley's. Yeah, <laughs> and we're now seeing Teague. Yeah, you know, going exactly. Going places. Um, yeah, back back in that sort of nineties era, Peel were very, yeah, very, very strong, strong. weren't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah, no, you can't go wrong. And Dale obviously then went on to also be a manager of the Country yep. 11 and he's one of the yep. absolute legends of, of WA country cricket, no, no doubt. So, second question. Um, do you recollect where where did you hit your biggest six? You know, you're famous for hitting sixes. Is there one six that sticks out in your mind that just you just hit it and it just kept
1: going, you know, sort of thing? Or yeah. I tell you the honest truth, it's probably not one of my biggest sixes. Yeah. But I remember when they built the units behind the recreation ground. Oh, yeah. And I was the first one to smash one of the windows. <laughs> <laughs> I was the first bloke to do it. And when I, they were building those
0: units, for anybody who's been to the Bunbury <laughs> Recreation Ground, there's the the north end of the ground has these Amazing units. My wife and I have even eyed them off as maybe retirement <laughs> one day. It'd be a magic place to live, I reckon. You know, sit out one side of the balcony and watch the cricket, and on the other balcony watch the ocean. So um, but yeah, when they were building them, I remember thinking, "There's a few cricketers in this league that they're, they're not far enough away." Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, yourself yeah. and you know. I think we mentioned now bigger ball Ben Ward could hit yeah. back in the day, and yeah. certainly <laughs> there was a few blakes that have landed when I, I was. In, you mentioned those. Um, Carnival matches, I bowled to Luke Ronkey and he hit me into one of those units, so uh, uh, <laughs>
1: there you go. And, I mean, obviously one of the biggest six I hit was the one that, um, well, actually, there's the ball. Ah, okay. There, there is the ball that I hit into the pr- Prindival stand. Okay, so the for, for the
0: listeners, because obviously you can't
1: see yeah. this, we're, we're looking
0: at the actual ball that that uh, was mentioned in Dero's episode, yeah. which was presented to you um at the BDCA wind-up that year. Yeah, Yeah, I'm actually, I'm looking at the ball now just for the listeners and I've got to tell you, for a ball that went for 380 runs, it's actually not in bad nick, although I suppose that... one only
1: went for half of them. Well, We couldn't get that one back. Absolutely, that's (laughs) right. Yeah, I've
0: got that wrong, haven't I? This is the one that actually, yeah, I don't want to see the other ball because I reckon there's not much left to it. So, no, that's great. We're we're, we're doing an audio podcast, so it's very difficult to describe, (laughs) but... uh, all right, question three. I mentioned, um, you know, going away on Country Week with, with Pug Roberts and he was definitely in my time at Country Week the, the, the team pest. Was there anyone else that you had in your career that, you know, used to just, you know, was a great guy but, you know, used to drive your nuts out on the field? You know, I, I Jeff Wootten. Jeff Wootten, right. Jeff okay. <laughs> <laughs> He was the team yeah, pest. Yeah, he? he was the team pest in yeah. my eyes. Yeah, I right. roomed
1: with him um, in Mount Gambier. <laughs> Him and uh, Kim Spencer, and uh, yeah, it was, it was an interesting couple of weeks with Woods.
0: Now there's a name, Kim Spencer's uh, North Midlands, I think, yeah. or thereabouts. Yeah. There those two brothers, wasn't yes, there? there? Twins, the yeah. Spencer boys. Yes, so they they were serious cricketers. Mm. They were yep. very very seriously good cricketers. Yep. I can remember playing the Midlands at country and the Spencer boys. If yeah, you didn't yeah, no, they? were very good. In Big trouble. Yeah, and they could bowl. They could do everything. So, um. We mentioned, you know, sort of going around the country, playing on on different pitches in local cricket or in Western Australian regional cricket. Was there a pitch, especially when you were hitting them well, was there a pitch anywhere in WA regional cricket that you were just licking your lips, other than the whacker, of course, um, that you just went, oh, I love batting on that pitch. You know, I want to want to have a bat on that wicket.
1: Yeah, I always liked um, batting on the wreck, right, okay. on the recreation ground.
0: Yep. Back in back in ba- better days, maybe back in the yeah. better days, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously,
1: it fell, yep. by the downside, the preparation of the pitch, yep. but um, in its heyday, yes, that was a pretty good pitch to um, bat on, actually.
0: We've been fortunate locally to have some pretty amazing pitches. I mean, I I couldn't be luckier than to grow up on the Harvey. Oh, pitch, sure, because, the Harvey one, yeah, yeah, Harvey. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we were always pretty happy. Uh, a few of us that we got to bat on it every second week. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> um Question five. Okay, what if you were to sum it up in just one or a few words? What was it that you loved most about your time playing country cricket, WA country cricket? What would it be?
1: The friends that the friends that I made and the the good times we had off the field. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. I got so many memories of the some of the nights that we had out and after games, winning games and yeah. winning that carnival that night we won. It It was a pretty big night and, yeah, no, it's just the good times we had off the field. And I think that's the thing
0: that, you know, even now with the current generation of WA country cricket is, you know, enjoy the fact that, yeah, we play cricket um, competitively, we play to win and all that sort of stuff, but the memories you're going to be left with for us guys of kind of coming out the other side now are going to generally be more sometimes about after the game and, and things that happened, you know, outside of the ground um, as, as mates and as um, teammates and all that sort of stuff. So great call-out. I'm really glad that uh, that's, that's one of your enduring memories mm. of WA Country Cricket. So last question, okay, this is to, to finish the over off as you always did with um, bombing one back over my head for another six. This is I'm I'm unashamedly have uh, taken this one off my old mate uh, Howie Mark Howard. He asks this question regularly on the Howie Games. I reckon it's a ripper question because, as he puts it, it's almost one of those questions right now in the world that you know is is probably more important than so many other things. And the question is, do you have pineapple on pizza? Yes. Oh, you are a pot. Pi- yes, you're I a do. Man after my own heart. Absolutely. I, I, I've asked that question a couple of times now. To have. You
1: know, I love uh, my pineapple. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You've got to have pineapple on pizza. I mean, yeah. I can't believe these guys who, who turn their nose up and say you can't have pineapple yeah. on pizza. So, oh well, mate, that's a that's a great way to finish. Sav, so it's been an absolute pleasure. I know. Uh, I know that um, you're. Um, you are enjoying your retirement from playing country cricket and I didn't want to sort of pester you too much, but I threw it out there and you were pretty quick to say, yeah, I'll, I'll have a crack and uh, we really, really appreciate it. It's a piece of WA country cricket history that we've captured and I hope you've, uh, I hope you've enjoyed
1: the opportunity to tell a bit of your story today. No, nah, it's been great, Rob, Getting it, all, um, bringing back all the memories from yeah. many years ago. So, no, nah, it's been fantastic and thanks for having me. Cheers, sir.